Off the ball. He's an absolute rascal. He sits there with a hand grenade, and every time there's a, a lull in the conversation, <laughs> he just gets one out loves it. And Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts, and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball, daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you as always until five. We hope you are doing okay around the country. So what is coming up on the show today? Well, it's Ulster and Leinster finals weekend in Gaelic football. We'll look ahead on the Saturday panel with Paddy Keane and Eamon McGee and Pillar Caffrey at about one twenty-five. Football Saturday is always between three and five on the show this week. Mark Lawrence and Dan McDonald, Johnny Ward, as you bring you all the latest Premier League scores, League of Ireland reflections and discuss the big stories of the week. We'll get into the Leeds Newcastle analysis shortly. It's 1-1. Snooker legend Ronnie Sullivan was in the building yesterday he was in the studio amazing and we will hear an extract from his conversation with Shane Hannon they were playing pool on a three foot table so we'll get to that in a moment it's also 50 years to the day since the first Women's Republic of Ireland International and we will hear from some of the people involved you want to get in touch folks on the day, 53106, the number for your text. If you want to share your opinions with one that comes to sports, if you want any questions as well for our guests during the show, between now and five, you can also tweet us at Off The Ball. We will start with the news round. Amory Donnan, Cameron Hill, good afternoon. Hi, John. Hello, John. And we will begin uh, the news round, Amory, with the story concerning Rory Gallagher. Yeah, that's right. Rory Gallagher has stepped back as Derry senior football manager with immediate effect ahead of tomorrow's Ulster final against Armagh in Clonus. It follows allegations of domestic violence, which were made by Gallagher's wife, Nicola, on social media this week. Rory Gallagher said the allegations against him had been investigated and dealt with by relevant authorities. He said his decision to step back was born out of his desire to protect his children from ongoing turmoil. GAA have announced that Kieran Mina will now take charge of the senior football team and he'll be on the line tomorrow in Clonus. Ulster GAA has said that while we cannot comment or make judgment upon any specific allegation or allegations, Ulster GAA does not condone any form of domestic violence. Okay, so what is on the pitch in terms of getting games today, Amory? Yeah, it is a Waterford and Clare who meet in a Munster Senior Hurling Championship round robin game this evening. Clare bidding for their second win after beating Limerick earlier on, while Waterford are looking for their first throw in at Semple Stadium is at six o'clock. We also have Talton Cup games as well in the first round. Uh, we have got Cavan and Leash, uh, Dan Waterford, Limerick, Longford, Meath and Tipperary. I think the appetite of the counties for the Talton Cup will determine how well they do in it. We saw West Meath last year, got a great run in it. They won it to be Cavan in the final. They're in the Sam Maguire series. So there is a prize for this, but it depends on the commitment of the players. Yeah, there has to be buy-in, doesn't there? Um, I think a good analogy is how people looked at the Europa Conference League last year when it came in for the first time, that it was sort of sneered at and, oh, what's this competition? It's just extra and then as it gradually um, went on teams really really got into it and really wanted to win and it became an excellent tournament and I think last year's Charlton Cup was fantastic especially that final and the semi-finals were brilliant as well so yeah I think it'll be a slow burn but hopefully it'll kick into life towards the latter stages Big day as well in Sligo and Kildare because they meet in the under-20 All-Ireland final in Gaelic football sponsored by Airgrid. Half one throw in at Kingspan Breffney Park ahead of that Cavan leash game. Sligo have never won the under-20 title. I don't know, you know your Galway person, Amory, do you have any charity today? Ah, yeah, it'd be great to see Sligo win it. They had um, a brilliant run as well through Connacht. They beat uh, Mayo, Galway and Roscommon all away from home. I don't know how that logistically worked out that they had to take on everyone away from home. But uh, they were really deserving winners 
for the Connacht title anyways um, it wasn't a great game their semi-final against Kerry but they did enough yeah I'd love to see them win it um, it'd be brilliant for the development of Sligo football and it feels like Sligo football is on a bit of an up like there seems to be really good people involved behind the scenes etc and that team as well has obviously gone through some devastation uh, so it'd be lovely for them to be able to go on and do it Kildare have won two under 20 titles the last one in 2018 they beat Sligo uh, in the semi-final last year so just great to see a novel pairing in a Gaelic Games Lovely. national final uh, What I'm looking forward to is if Sligo win and the, um, the victory speech from Canis Mulligan their uh, captain I don't know if you saw it when they won Connacht but uh, it was pretty memorable I won't uh, repeat it on air but uh, some pretty good stuff so I wonder what he's got in store um, if they make it all the way the Sligo commentary as well on Ocean FM was right. very good. Yeah, and you're a Mayo person, so there's a lot of charity here for. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get the goodwill out there right now so that they can reciprocate it later on in the year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, best of luck with that. Uh, so we have Premier League action. Leeds and Newcastle won all at the moment Luke Ayling putting Leeds in front Anne-Marie and then uh, Callum Wilson's just equalised in the penalty spot Yeah, the Magpies Lunchtime Premier League game taking place at Ellen Road as you say it's one all here Luke Ayling put Sam Allardyce's team ahead in the seventh minute then Leeds had a penalty Patrick Bamford took it but Nick Pope saved it and then Newcastle had a penalty a game that's been quite frantic here in the first 37 minutes Callum Wilson putting that one away in the 30th minute for Eddie Howe's side so one all it is currently at Ellen Road Leeds need a win here to avoid relegation to lift them out of that drop zone should the result stay like this they will remain in the relegation zone a point behind Everton so there are a lot of Leeds fans in Ireland through the Don Revy era through Johnny Giles through the likes of Gary Kelly and Hart and the the second wave under David O'Leary Steve McPhail as well um and you're one of them. Yeah, yeah. Great time to be a Leeds Probably fan. The youngest Leeds fan Very in Ireland. Exciting. And maybe um, my brother's a Leeds fan, and he's 19, so I think he has that title right now. Um, but maybe I'm the second youngest. But anyway, uh, proud Leeds fan, but uh, not not looking too too good and are you feeling that you feeling it this week are you feeling the the pain yeah it's going to be very difficult um you sort of feel like this game and the next two with west ham and then spurs on the final day i think yeah you need i think four points at the very least the uh, everton result last weekend um the 5-1 against brighton did not help our cause at all it was um what effectively dropped us into the relegation zone so i think you know we had a bit of luck with that ailing goal just there. Uh, Nick Pope spilled it. Very poor, yeah. Yeah, really, really poor um, gathering from him and he was able to pounce on it. Um, the penalty Bamford missed there, yeah, I think it was just a really good save from Nick Pope and then going back, Callum Wilson getting past Joel Robles. Um, it's finally poised here. Leeds have made a really good start, but I think you need you need to start seeing wins. <laughs> You do, yeah. you got Sam Greenwood, uh, Robin Cock uh, coming into the team today, and Rodrigo and uh, Miguel Amaron back in the Newcastle team. Yeah. They just keep panning to Leeds fans. I can't imagine that agony of being in a relegation scrap. I'm lucky that the team I follow has never been in that position. You're a Liverpool fan. Yeah, it just yeah. looks horrible, that stress. Oh, it's, it's not great. I, I've had this conversation with a few of my friends who support champions, championship clubs, and they say their favourite thing is just to be leading the championship and then blow it with seven games to go, because it 
least 90% of your season you're enjoying and then it all goes to pot but you'll still get to enjoy it next season I think being in that relegation mix every year is just you know it's not for the faint hearted Liverpool have not been relegated since 1954 yeah I wasn't around back then yeah, yeah. Uh, Tottenham were relegated in 1977 okay last time so Yikes. The problem is with Leeds, like 16 years, they, they, 16 years of pain and a lot of managerial changes and a lot of just flux out of the top flight. And the worry is if they go down with Southampton and another, another club, be it Leicester, Everton or Forest, hard to get back in. The championship is so competitive, it's so hard to get out of. It is. They do need a rebuild, though. I think um, Victor Orta, when he was there as sporting director, he left along with Javi Gracia a few weeks ago. And they were very long term. Uh, hearing stuff from Phil Hay from the Athletic and various other sources, he was very much thinking about the long term replacement for Marcelo Bielsa, which included Jesse Marsh. And he was very reluctant to get rid of Jesse Marsh back in February. Very lu- reluctant to get rid of Javi Gracia. Really planning for the long term. But I think when you're in that relegation scrap. You need some short-term thinking and, you know, I mean, if ever there was the personification of that, it's Sam Allardyce. So if we survive, great. If we're relegated, I think it's the perfect opportunity for a fresh start. Maybe the parachute payments will help us and we can build something again a la Marcelo. What else we have in Premier League today then, Amory? At three o'clock, Manchester United welcome Wolves to Old Trafford while Chelsea entertain Nottingham Forest. Aston Villa take on Tottenham and Crystal Palace meet Bournemouth while bottom side Southampton will be relegated if they don't beat Fulham at St Mary's. Meanwhile, Sunderland and Luton Town contest a championship playoff semi-final first leg this evening that gets underway at half past five. Domestic action? A 3-0 win away to UCD helped Shamrock Rovers move to the top of the SSE Airtricity Premier Division last night. Previous leaders Bohemians had Grant Hornton sent off in a 1-0 defeat at home to Derry City. Two injury time goals saw Dundalk come from behind to win 2-1 at home to Cork and Chris Forrester scored twice as St. Pat's beat Drogheda 3-0 at Richmond Park. At the showgrounds tonight Sligo Rovers take on Shelburne from 740 Meanwhile, Galway United remain 10 points clear at the top of the first division after last night's 2-0 win away at home to Wexford. Second place, Waterford hammered Cove Ramblers 5-0. Kerry won their first ever league game, so a little bit of history in the kingdom. It was at the 14th time of asking. They beat Athlone 3-2 away from home, while Bray were 2-0 winners at home to Finn Harps. And this evening, Longford Town play Treaty United. What is going on up at Ibrox? It is Rangers who lead two goals to nil approaching half time in the Scottish Premiership. But this game doesn't matter as Celtic are already champions. We have women's Premier Division as well today. Yes, leaders Piemont United are away to Treaty United from five o'clock while the day's action gets underway with the meeting of Shelburne and DLR Waves at Talca Park. That's from two. Yes, yeah, so we touched upon the Gaelic Games action and we have a huge rugby game at the Aviva Stadium and we have your, your uh, province as well, folks, Connacht in South Africa today. So a lot going on in the URC. Yeah, massive day for Irish rugby. Three provinces in the United Rugby Championship semi-finals. First up, it's Connacht away to the Stormers in South Africa from three. And then at half past five, Leinster and Munster meet at the Aviva Stadium. Munster need to win this. They need to win this competition. I mean, two long now they do they do definitely they need to get some sort of silverware now they are up against it today with them the sort of injury mountain 
that happened in the last week and that Leinster side that they've named is pretty damn strong but it's going to kick off your evening because you're telling me off air you're going to have a Eurovision party tonight. I certainly am John I absolutely am is this the first time you've done this uh, no because I was at it last year so it was you were at the Eurovision I went to Torino last year for it because uh, I have a friend over in Berlin and we said um, after the pandemic we're definitely going so we what's it like it's brilliant Absolutely brilliant. Now, we only went for the weekend last year and um, next time we do it, which looks like Sweden are going to win, so it's probably Malmo. What is brilliant about it? <laughs> the, just the carnival atmosphere. It's absolutely, it's just a really fun, friendly, welcoming and safe Cheap party. Beer. Cheap beer. Uh, Torino's a wonderful city, by the way, um, which I never would have thought to go to, but it's a great way of discovering places. Uh, we skipped Liverpool this year because at, uh, we just felt we'd like something more European and exotic. Yeah. But from the pictures during the week, it's looked like an absolutely cracking week that everyone's having over there. Uh, if you're planning on going, I would definitely recommend going for the week, um, getting one of the shows in and then going to the fan zone or to a pub for the actual grand final I've heard the grand final isn't worth going to because it's just four hours of standing um, but brilliant and I can't wait for tonight <laughs> the voting I always found interesting because Greece and Cyprus always used to give, give each other 12 points oh yeah without fail every single year and we'd always get about 7 or 8 from the UK We and then we'd never give them anything <laughs> yeah because there's so many countries now and I don't like Australia being in it I just think it's just got all there's just too many countries yeah. um, the production the is, is remarkable the like pressure the on the presenters yeah like, like, I've ridiculous. always found that from and, and also um, view, interesting. and it's a nightmare I've heard it's a nightmare to do the vote as the presenter because you get all loads of different people in from the national juries and this is you know Belgrade or Sofia calling and there are certain countries whose um, spokespeople take up all the time and obviously you're running a tight chip so you're can we yeah that's yeah can we have your votes maybe um but it's uh, that's my favorite bit it's the most low stake election night vibe ever and oh it's brilliant I cannot wait yeah the, 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 there is always that awkward is when they're talking about how great it's, it's to be from the jury of the country and the, then they start waffling on about something and going off on a tangent and everybody around Europe is will you shut up and give us the votes yes yeah yeah. and, and you can feel the clock ticking uh, and you get nothing it's like the, what the Georgia got four points and ours didn't what's that about yeah. who do you think's going to win Sweden or Finland? Sweden sent Lorraine this year, who's won it before. But you were such a nerd about so this. And I if really Sweden am. Win. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I got. I was. Um, I don't know if people follow me on Instagram, but I was tracking down some <laughs> European bunting this week. It took. It was a real odyssey, but I finally got it. Now it's World Cup bunting, and people were quick to point it out. The thing is, shut up. Uh, I, I managed to get it. If uh, Sweden win, they match Ireland's record, isn't it? That's it. So oh no! Big night. We haven't won since what 1996, I think it is. Yes, correct. Yeah. So big night for big yeah. night for the Irish Eurovision fans. But yeah, it's just a great party and I can't wait. Okay. Well enjoy it. Thank you very much. What else we have, Amory? Um, former Bayern Munich boss Julian Nagelsmann won't be the next manager of Tottenham. The 35-year-old has been heavily linked with the vacancy since the sacking of Antonio Conte, but it's understood he isn't one of the candidates now being considered by Daniel Levy. Ryan Mason is currently in the post on a caretaker basis. Meanwhile, it's understood British billionaire Sir Jim Ratcliffe is now the front runner to become the new majority owner of Manchester United. He 
He is expected to open formal talks with the controlling Glazer family following a £5 billion sterling bid. The Americans could retain a partial stake in the club as part of the deal. At about half two, we're going to sh- maybe play about 13 minutes of the interview uh, that Ronnie O'Sullivan, the best player to ever pick up a cue and snooker did with Shane Hannan uh, in this studio yesterday. Shane was very excited yesterday. It was very sweet. And on Twitter already, you can see they did a little frame of pool with a little three-foot three miniature table. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, is a, it is a really enjoyable watch. And it's just, it's like me playing crazy golf with Rory McIlroy Tiger Woods <laughs> it's, it's comparable it's, it's, not, it's not comparable yeah or you're doing uh, you know kickabout with Shane Walsh yeah. or I don't know Mo Salah it's the fact that he was in here was such a good sport he's got a new book out um, so yeah what's it called uh, Unbreakable Unbreakable yeah, yeah. Shane Sullivan. said I haven't read the book Shane said it's a brilliant read and I haven't heard the interview I'll hear it later that Ronnie's great in it that he's very open and it's a really honest discussion so yeah so you can hear you can hear a then. segment of that at half two and, and there's two. nothing better than an interview by an interviewer who genuinely cares and is yeah, passionate yeah. and I don't think you'll find many that can match Shane's no, no, passion no, he, for he, snooker he owns the uh, he owns the Bay's conversation uh, just to finish a good new, good day for John Murphy in the golf yes he carded a third round of 65 to move into a tie for fourth spot of day on day three of the Sedal Open in Antwerp he is in the clubhouse on eight under par that's just three shots off the lead Seamus Power meanwhile is in a tie for 26th seven shots behind leader Scotty Scheffler at the halfway stage of the Byron Nelson tournament in Texas I'm Marie Donlan thank you so much thank for the you. news round and remember folks as you're binging on sport this weekend pick out your best performance the weekend whether it's a player manager even the ref tune into OTP's Instagram page tomorrow evening Sunday leave your selection in the comments under our performance rankings post if it matches our top pick live on Monday's OTB AM you're with a chance then of winning a Gillette Labs exfoliating razor skin guard shaving gel and a refill blades pack that is the Gillette Labs performance rankings for an effortless finish to your day now coming up after the break Off the Ball Daily